This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review, heard every Sunday at noon on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Zoomer Weekend Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Christine Ross, in for Libby Snymer. America's pastor has died. Reverend Billy Graham, who pioneered his ministry through TV and radio, was 99. We'll speak with the Canadian, who says meeting Billy Graham transformed his life. And traditional retirement is quickly disappearing, replaced by hybrid retirement. There's been a dramatic shift over the past 10 years, and Zoomers are working well past retirement. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Startling new findings by Canadian health researchers this week. Chronic heavy drinking is the most important and biggest preventable risk factor for every type of dementia. Even the team was surprised by the findings because before the study, alcohol was not even listed among the most important risk factors. The study was done by the Centre for Addiction and Mental Health. By 2031, 937,000 Canadians will be diagnosed with dementia. This year's flu vaccine in the U.S. is 39% effective against all strains of influenza, but the U.S. Centers for Disease Control says it's not as effective against H3N2, which is the strain most likely to send you to hospital. It's every Zoomer's worst nightmare, getting injured while traveling out of the country. David and Kristen Donald are currently stuck in Costa Rica after David broke his back and pelvis in a fall in the Central American country. The critically injured retired man cannot return to Hamilton because there are no hospital beds for him. Overcrowding in Hamilton's hospitals has been consistently over 100% capacity since 2016. An 81-year-old Toronto man who broke racial barriers with his many TV performances has received the first-ever Lifetime Achievement Award given by the Ontario Black History Society. Joey Hollingsworth is a tap dancer and singer who's appeared on The Ed Sullivan Show and many kids' shows, including Mr. Dress-Up and Mr. Rogers' Neighbourhood. Hollingsworth recently moved into a long-term care home in Toronto to be close to his wife. A new photography exhibit at UC Berkeley is out to prove there's an upside to being old. Called Reframing Aging, the exhibit showcases the stories of a dozen seniors who have reinvented themselves in retirement. Many of the subjects have had second acts after retiring, and most agree the upside to getting old is doing whatever you want, when you want. A shopping mall in China thinks it solved the problem of husbands who get bored while their female partners shop. It's installed husband storage units. They're glass pods with a chair and a gaming computer. No shop till you drop for these guys. I'm Christine Ross, and those are your headlines from around the world. Billy Graham reached millions through his ministry on TV and radio, but he also had a strong connection to Canada. Fred Weiss was just 12 when he first heard Reverend Graham speak in Calgary. He calls the experience transformative. Many years later, Fred is now the executive director of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association of Canada. 
The first time I uh, met him was with a couple of thousand other people at the 1981 uh, outreach here in Calgary at McMahon Stadium. I was around 12 years old. And uh, I knew of Billy Graham from watching television, but uh, got a chance to go down and actually hear him in person, and I uh, was quite excited about it. Many years later, serving in the organization that he founded, I uh, got a chance to meet him kind of backstage at, at a number of crusade events in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Billy Graham has been referred to as America's pastor, but he really did have friends all over the world. Why, why such broad appeal? I think uh, one of the reasons for that is he had a message that was very inclusive. It was a simple message that, you know, God loves you. God loves everyone. And, you know, Billy Graham often quoted John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he sent his Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And and that's a a very inclusive message, and it reaches across uh, national boundaries. It reaches across... um, generational boundaries, and um, I think that's part of the reason. It was a simple message, but it resonated everywhere. The fact that he was able to appeal to multi-faith and transcend religion in such a way with his simple message. This week, um, Barack Obama tweeted that Billy Graham was a humble servant who prayed for so many and who, Mm -hmm. with wisdom and grace, gave hope and guidance to generations of Americans. So was it that simple message? Well, I think it is. I I think it it is a message that is common to a number of faiths, you know, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, even today, working in his ministry, often we'll be working with a number of denominational groups together to do evangelistic outreaches, because that is the, the common core that we have. What set him apart? Because there were many other evangelists, many of whom came after him and adopted his style of using TV and radio to reach the masses. But What was it about Billy Graham that set him apart? Yeah, and I think, you know, he's been asked that question, too. And to his credit, you know, he, he, always, he always points to God. It had, had really little to do with him other than his availability, but it was really the, the grace of God that uh, the Lord opened doors at the right times. And, uh, you know, he, he walked forward and, and did what he was called to do and shared that gospel message. When such a legacy dies, it usually is a time of reflection. And there were some critics who say that he condemned homosexuality as a sin sinister form of perversion. What do you say to those critics? Well, the Billy Graham I know and, and uh, you know, had, had experienced and, and uh, listened to over the years was one who tried to build bridges by sharing God's love and uh, rather than being divisive. You know, he was more, uh, I think, trying to reach out to people to know that the Lord loves them and has a message of hope through Jesus Christ for them. Do you remember the last time you spoke with him? His last crusade was 2005, and I wasn't able to make that in New York. It was sometime shortly after that, though, that I last saw him. So he really worked well into his uh, senior years. He did. In fact, um, he, he was uh, in Canada doing crusades for over 43 years. Uh, between 1955 and 1998, he came back to Canada about 13 times and really across the country um, holding crusades in uh, many cities across this country. I think a lot of Canadians don't realize the connection that he had to this country. 
Yeah, he, he really, uh, I think, loved Canada, and I know that translated. I know his son, Franklin, and the grand, his grandson, Will. They both really got their start uh, here, here in Canada in public evangelistic outreaches. And Will Graham, uh, in fact, is coming back later this year to do outreaches in St. John's, Newfoundland, and Rankin Inlet. And they love Canada, and, uh, and you know, the people of Canada are, are very um, responsive to uh, their message. That was Fred Weiss, the executive director of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association of Canada, based in Calgary. I'm Christine Ross, in for Libby's Nimer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. Coming up, new figures show the face of retirement is dramatically changing in this country. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca. We're living longer, and that's playing a huge role in how and when we retire. The traditional 65 is being pushed up as Zoomers continue working well past that age, either by choice or financial need. I spoke with Zoomer Media's David Kravitz. Hybrid retirement is a mix of retiring and not retiring. And what it's doing is it's destroying the old model. The old model was you entered the labor force in your young to mid-20s, you worked for 40 years, being on the dot of midnight when you turned 65, you got the gold watch, you got the package, and you stopped. So you were working, 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 and then you absolutely stopped working, withdrew from the labor force, and lived off of savings, company pension plan, government pension plan. And at that time, uh, when the pension system first came in, you had maybe 15 years to go. So you work for 40 years to save up for 15 years. So now two things have happened to wipe that out. First of all, even if you do have a decent pension, you've got to make the money last a lot longer because we have longevity. So Mm a 65-year-old is looking easily at 85, maybe 90. We have the fastest growing age group are centenarians. So who's got enough money for 35 years compared to, you know, and it's only going to increase. But compounding it even worse is that more and more people have not put aside enough money. So about half of Canadians who are just before retirement in that decade before, let's say age 55 to 64, about 50% of them have no company pension plan at all. And of those, 80% haven't got enough saved up. So now you're going to hit this magic age, which is an arbitrary age anyway. You don't have enough money saved up. Even if you've got a lot of money, we're in a very low interest rate environment, so you can't really earn a lot on your money. So that's number two. And, and, you know, and you're going to live longer, so you need a lot more money for a lot longer. You don't have enough saved up, and you can't earn a lot on you know, what you've put aside. Only solution is more cash has to come in, more income has to come in. So you need to keep working, maybe not full-time, maybe not as much as you did before, You're an empty nester. The kids are gone. You can downsize. There's all kinds of opportunities to save money, but you need more money coming in, and the only solution is to keep working. You said when the kids are gone and they're empty nesting, but there is a new kink in all of this, and that is that the kids tend not to be gone so often, and you're seeing a trend of kids staying home longer. When the baby boomers were 23 to 30, like post your BA degree, if you will, about 13% lived, still lived at home with their parents. When the baby boomer generation of today were that age, mm-hmm. today it's over 30%. And a new study in the United States where they actually quantified what is it costing baby boomers to keep these adult kids going, it's a 
$270,000 hit to your retirement package. Wow. Between helping your kids with college debt, between paying their bills or you know, subsidizing right. their bills, not being able to cash out your house. They're not downsizing. They're not, they're, uh, you know, I've got this great house, but I can't, can't sell it yet. Right. So there's a, a direct hit on that. And that's even throw that into the mixture. Quite right. That's another factor. So you get this kind of all these factors coming together all at the same time. And then the final factor is attitudinally, the baby boomers particularly, don't mind keeping on working because working was, um, I'm generalizing, but you know, this is how you kept score, this is how you validated yourself, you're engaged, you have something to do, you have a contribution to make, you have somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to stop. So you've got an attitudinal issue and a financial issue and a greater macroeconomic issue, all these forces converging at the same time. All it means is that the old model of work stop is changing to work, work a little less, work on the side, work at home. You're going to see multiple iterations of this. It's not one solution anymore. Hence the hybrid term. Hence my hybrid term, yeah. So I looked at the numbers and I cannot believe the change or the increase in the number of Zoomers who are not retiring since 2008. So if we've seen that jump in a relatively few number of years... What do you see happening exponentially, let's say, over the next 20 to 30 years? It'll it'll only go up because here's what's happening. The definition of Zoomer stays at, say, 45 plus. Because 10 years ago, the youngest baby boomers weren't even Zoomers yet. So the baby boomers of 10 years ago were 42 to 62, their age back then. So the youngest three years hadn't even hit Zoomerhood yet. Now all of them have moved into the Zoomer cohort. Ten years ago, not a single baby boomer was a senior. The oldest baby boomer was 62. Today, 65, uh, 66, 67, all the way up to 72, seven years worth of baby boomers are now 65 plus, what used to be seniors. So they're moving through uh, the system. And so they're the ones that are keeping on going. The people who were 65 and up 10 years ago are now 75 and up, some of them, alas, no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole group of Zoomers is increasingly dominated by Boomers. And we're even seeing now the oldest three or four years of Gen X are now Zoomers. And they're going to be in even bigger trouble if they think they can just quit at 65 because what looks to us now as, oh my goodness, look at all these centenarians, that's only going to increase. So now I'm a millennial, I'm 50 years old today, 15, what do you think the lifespan is going to be 15 years from now mm-hmm. when I hit 65? I could be looking at 40 years. Who's got enough money for 40 years if you just stop cold turkey from working? So those who are not retiring, the old description of retiring because they need to work, because they need the income. How difficult is it for those people to find work? Well, I think it's a very mixed bag. I think it's significant that if you look at the number of uh, Zoomers 10 years ago, uh, we had 1.3 million Zoomers had an office at home, and now it's 2.8 million. It's more than double. So you're seeing um, a lot of self-employment, a lot of consulting, a lot of... um, uh, I, I say semi-retirement, hybrid retirement, because maybe, you know, if I have downsized, um, maybe I buy that little store I always dreamed of and I 
putter. It's not the intensity of I need to go down to that same chrome and glass bank tower and work 80-hour weeks anywhere. I can cut back, but I need something. And so uh, it ranges from call centers to fast food to self-employment to buy their the number one boomers, baby boomers. Now, this is age 52 to 72, are the number one market for franchises. How surprised were you when you saw these stats from 10 years ago compared to Not now? at all. It's inevitable because, first of all, the, the people who used to be seniors six, 10 years ago are now 10 years older. Boomers are moving into occupying that seniors territory. Uh, boomers from age, we have 13 years worth of boomerhood. The youngest 13 years are 52 to 65 the oldest seven years are 65 to 72. Well, every year, more boomers move into what used to be called seniorhood, just with the passage of time. Mm -hmm. So they start to exert their influence on that category. And boomers psychologically don't want to stop. They don't want to quit, even if they don't need the money. And many of them do need the money. That was David Kravitz, VP of Zoomer Live and Zoomer U. I'm Christine Ross in for Libby Snymer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. Coming up, we shine the spotlight on one of the Fab Four. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca. Welcome back to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Christine Ross in for Libby Snymer. It's time now for the International Arts Datebook. Tips for those of you who are jetting around the world. Here's Bob Comsick. Now on Broadway, the stage adaptation of Disney's Frozen, starring Canada's Casey Levy as Elsa. Let it go, let it go. Hamilton native opened the show in previews Thursday night. The Smithsonian's National Museum of African American History in Washington is displaying original copies of the Emancipation Proclamation and the 13th Amendment, which made slavery illegal in the U.S. The Glasgow Film Festival is underway with more than 300 premieres scheduled, including The Ballad of Lefty Brown starring Bill Pullman. The festival runs through March 4th. And to honor the Chinese Year of the Dog, a luxury five-star dog hotel has opened in Beijing, offering swimming pools and luxury rooms for its four-legged guests. I'm Bob Comsick with the International Arts Datebook. This week we celebrate the birth of George Harrison. The guitarist for the Fab Four was born February 25th, 1943. Harrison is often referred to as the quiet Beatle, but his guitar abilities and songwriting left a loud, lasting mark on music history. His songwriting credits include While My Guitar Gently Weeps and Here Comes the Sun. After the Beatles disbanded, George Harrison went on to have a very successful career as a solo artist and then founded the supergroup The Traveling Wilburys. Sadly, George Harrison passed away in 2001 at just 58. Here's one of his biggest hits with the Beatles, Here Comes the Sun. That was the Beatles with Here Comes the Sun, guitarist and songwriter George Harrison was born February 25th, 1943. And that brings us to the end of this week's edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Christine Ross in for Libby Snymer. And thanks for joining me today. Be sure to come back next week to stay up to date with all things Zoomer worldwide. You've been listening to the Zoomer Week in Review. Produced by MZ Media Limited. Executive producer, Moses Nimer. 
Produced by Christine Ross, Michelle Saunders, Paul Thomas, and Andre Lowy. This has been an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review, heard every Sunday at noon on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.